Hello and welcome to How I Write, a podcast from the California State University San Bernardino Writing Intensive Program. My guest today is Tomas Morales, president of California State University San Bernardino. We talk about process, about the importance of collaboration, and the value of feedback. Yeah, writing, you know, writing is a lifelong uh, process. It's a lifelong, you know, you, you, the more you write, the better you get. Overcoming one's fear of sharing your writing with others and being open to coaching, tutoring, coaching, call it whatever you want to call it, uh, and revising your work is, uh, is, is very important. I'm Tom Gershon, director of the Writing Intensive Program, and your host. I'm excited to welcome our guest today, president of California State University, San Bernardino, uh, Tomas Morales. President Morales, thank you for being here. Uh, it's what a pleasure. Thank you, uh, Thomas, for having me. Thank you for uh, for uh, agreeing to do this. This is really wonderful. So you've spent a lot of time in an academic system, obviously, and, and it's clear your support of, uh, of writing here at CSUSB. Uh, I was wondering if, if you could share maybe a memory. What do you remember most about learning to write, the process of learning to write, either as an academic or as a child or, you know, some, some memorable moment in that? Yeah, writing, you know, writing is a lifelong uh, process. It's a lifelong, you know, you, you, the more you write, the better you get at it. Um, the more you read, um, the better writer you become. And um, I wasn't always a good writer. I'm, and I don't consider myself to be an outstanding writer. I mean, I, I, um, I've become a, 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 I think, a, a fairly decent writer. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, I think the way you have to approach writing is as a lifelong, uh, process. And, and, uh, I encourage young people, I encourage my grandchildren to read, uh, and to, uh, and to write, to keep a journal, um, write down your thoughts, send me a text, send me an email. That's okay. Just so that we can write to each other. You know, you mentioned that it's a lifelong process. But I was wondering if there's something uh, particularly challenging you find about writing or uh, particularly challenging writing project. Yeah, so one of the things I, I think a writer has to overcome is, you know, uh, the proprietary nature that some folks may feel about their writing and to share their writing and be willing to um, uh uh, right. So, so I'll give, give you an example. I mean, I don't mind because I, I, I'm pretty transparent by nature. Um, so when I was a freshman, you know, I went to the New York City public school system. I was poor. I went to a very poor performing schools in the South Bronx. So that did not prepare me to be a very effective writer. And so actually the very first paper that I wrote in in, um, in college as a academically underprepared student, frankly speaking, I got a D mm -hmm. um, and it was in my uh, freshman lit course. And so I um, immediately 
uh, you know, spoke to the faculty member and she said, look, you know, get, go, go to the writing uh, clinic, go to the writing tutor. Uh, fortunately, I, I um, had a graduate assistant that lived in my resident hall and uh, she actually tutored me uh, in writing and read my papers and and uh, corrected uh, my writing. And that was my very first introduction to a writing tutor uh, when I was a uh, freshman uh, in 1971. You know, I think one of the biggest transitions you were talking about, sort of making that transition from high school to college, and there are so many transitions, cultural transitions, knowledge transitions, uh, but also I think the way we sort of think about ourselves and and the understanding that writing is fundamentally collaborative, right? It's fundamentally social. We tend to think of writing as we have that sort of historic idea of the writer as that lone person, you know, in a room somewhere or off by themselves, even in a coffee shop or something. But real writing, everyday writing is so collaborative, right? It's happening with a lot of people uh, going back and forth and sharing drafts and getting feedback on those drafts. And that's that can be a challenge for students, too, to, to remember uh, or to, to recognize that. Yeah, I mean, over the last six months, besides the Frederick Douglass book, um, you know, I wrote, I read um, uh, Sonia Sotomayor's uh, book. I read, uh, um, I was curious because once I read Sonia Sotomayor's book, then I wanted to read Michelle Obama's book to see what the difference, you know, what their difference writing styles were. Um, and it was interesting because both of them grew up poor. Well, lower middle class probably not would be a better definition. Um, uh, Sonia Sotomayor grew up in the Bronx. Actually, she grew up in the same housing project that I grew up in, um, but and went to Catholic school and then, you know, uh, went to Princeton. Um, and uh, Michelle Obama um, grew up in Chicago, lower middle class. Her uh, uh, father, you know, her parents were not college graduates, um, and she also ended up going to Princeton as well. And um, uh, both of them, you know, were just incredible. And then both of them went to law school. Uh, Sonia Sotomayor went to Yale and and uh, uh, Michelle Obama went to Harvard and uh, law school. And, um, and so and then I read Susan Rice's book recently and um, a really fascinating read. Now, the point I'm making is that all three of them, when you read the acknowledgement section, so I kind of read, I try to read even the, I want to know, they all write about people who have read drafts of their book, right? Not just the publisher or the editor, but trusted friends. And, and you know, Michelle gave, uh, you know, uh, gave Barack Obama early drafts. And Barack Obama's incredible writer mm -hmm. was the president of the Harvard Law Journal. I mean, that's like, you know, you, <laughs> you know, and so, so being able to overcome this fear of being criticized 
or, or having your work uh, being critically evaluated Mm-hmm. Um, is 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 fundamental to one's evolution as a writer. So it's sort of a strange segue, maybe, but it does bring me to a recent uh, statement uh, that that you sent to the campus community, uh, or a, a recent letter uh, in response to a statement by the women of color in academia. And in the letter, you you talk about your commitment to diversity throughout your career. Uh, and also respond to a bit of criticism uh, of the administration coming from the faculty senate. Could you tell us a little bit about, uh, tell me a little bit about that uh, letter? Was that a difficult letter to write? Uh, what did you find yourself taking into consideration as as you drafted? Yeah, um, it, it was a difficult letter to write because the senate and and the woman of color, uh, actually, the woman of color letter wasn't a highly critical letter. I mean, I think they no, were, no. They, they, they wrote about what was happening in this country. Um, uh, but their, their insinuation that somehow personnel decisions, uh, that race and gender had influenced personnel decisions were just factually incorrect. Mm. And the Senate, on the other hand, um, uh, took that letter. It's interesting. I'm going to give you some just, you know, I mean, took that letter and really embellished, <laughs> to be frank with you, you know, um, this, you know, uh, I took it as a allegation that I and members of the senior leadership team were were acting in a discriminatory manner towards the black community. And so so the letter um, took about three months to write. I mean, so so we got the, the letter was sent to me in June and I, I, I sent out that letter in September to the campus community. And I literally worked on it all summer because I had to gather the most recent data um, regarding our actions uh, in support of the black community, Um, uh, student recruitment and retention and student activities, um, faculty recruitment and retention, um, uh, data on promotion. Uh, and so I, um, it, it was a difficult letter because it just required us to gather um, uh, both quantitative and qualitative data and information to put it into, um, uh, to put it into a, a document that informed the campus community because they had sent uh, both the woman of color in academia and the Senate had sent out their correspondence to the campus community. So I felt uh, that I needed to respond by sh- by writing to the entire campus community. Um, and then I decided to, to personalize it because I spent my entire career fighting racism, 
in social justice uh, as a young uh, high school student. I was very involved with the Black Panther movement, the Young Lords movement. Um, very involved in uh, community organizing. But I said to a colleague of mine that if somehow after doing this research, I discovered that people at the university were acting in a discriminatory manner, I would submit my resignation. So, yeah, I mean, it was a diff- it was difficult. It was difficult to write because it was it was it was emotional, um, but at the same time, I had to take a step back and and really do an analysis. I've also asked the uh, general counsel to to look at our policies and practices and to to do a desk audit of of all personnel actions to ensure that in fact. You know, race uh, and gender did not play a role, and um, and then I also had audit and advisory services in the chancellor's office to to also take a look at all of our practices and policies. So, you know, it's ongoing. I mean, we, you know, we're um, we're a community. I just named uh, a uh, DEI uh, board, uh, which will be sending out. Uh, 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 a message of over 70 people that will create, I'm um, creating a president's diversity, um, in, uh, equity and inclusion board uh, with six subcommittees that will look at virtually every aspect of the university from faculty recruitment, retention and development to staff recruitment, uh, retention and development to um, student recruitment uh, uh, and retention. I think what's so exciting to me about what you just said is that, you know, yes, writing is a communication medium, right? But in that example, we see how much action and and, uh, work is done through the writing, right? I mean, here we have... Uh, a letter that was circulated and then a response to the letter and then another response to the letter. And from that, right, not to say that there weren't also other things going on behind the scenes, but the ways in which writing informs our actions, informs our decisions, and the ways in which a lot of work is done through writing, right? It's that that statement uh, does work in addition to communicating what's happening. It's also doing doing public work. Yeah, I mean, I'm always fascinated. You know, I'm not a musician, but I'm always in awe of musicians, right? I've never played a a musical instrument. I I regret that in my life. It's not Um, too late. Yeah, not too late. That's true. I mean, you know, but also I've never written a book. Mm. And when I read uh, and I, I read these books and I just say, wow, you know, um, Perhaps one of these days I'll write a book. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and so, yeah. So, yeah, overcoming one's fear of sharing your writing with others and being open to coaching, tutoring, coaching, call it whatever you want to call it, 
uh, and revising your work is uh, is is very important. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I'm really getting out of a lot of what you're saying is how part of writing being being a lifelong endeavor is that it's different, right? What you have to do as a writer and what kinds of strategies work really uh, depends on what kind of writing you're doing. And, and uh, you know, there's no such thing as sort of just generally good writing, right? It all is going to depend on the genre and the audience and what it is you're trying to accomplish. And so I'll just give a little plug for the writing intensive program. We, we started a new um, initiative called the Writing Engaged, uh, Writing Enriched Curriculum that works with individual departments to set up a writing plan for that department, right? Because uh, what it means to write as an anthropologist differs significantly than what it means to write as an accounting major, right? Uh, And so this is an opportunity for departments to identify those skills and strategies and build them into their major curriculum uh, for the very reasons that that you're talking about. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I think, you know, unfortunately, in public institutions of higher education, and I say that because I spent my entire career in public higher education, um, uh, we tend to have larger classrooms, you know, we tend to, you know, um, you know, faculty uh, uh, are challenged um, to to have the kinds of writing assignments um, and to, to, and to provide the kind of um, uh, the time that it takes to actually read and critique mm-hmm. a student's yeah. writing. And that's a real challenge for us as an institution of that's higher right. education. Uh, and it's no different than any other institution, public, particularly public institutions. I was blown away since coming here last year, how committed faculty here are to writing, how much they recognize, not in English, right, across the campus, across the university, how important they recognize uh, writing in their discipline to be. It's an area that I'm very interested in, and so I appreciate you uh, doing this uh, podcast, and uh, uh, let's, let's stay in touch. How I Write is a production of California State University San Bernardino's Writing Intensive Program. Music by Kinsas Morera and Emmett Fenn. Thanks for listening.